We're going to talk about John Francis Anthony Pastorius. And now you know why they called him Jocko. <laughs> Too much to say, baby. Um, let me just start this way. Everybody knows that Jocko was the premier bassist in uh, Weather Report. Uh, the first guy was Alfonso Johnson, great bass player. And Jocko went to a concert uh, down in Miami or when Weather Report came through. And after the concert, this is the way he introduced himself to Joe Zolano, who was one of the leaders of the group. My name is John Francis Anthony Pastorius III, and I am the greatest bass player alive. <laughs> I, I may have had a little bit of an ego. And uh, Zolano was like, what? You gotta be kidding me. Tell you what, send me a demo tape. We'll see if you all that that you think you are. Well, Jocko said it to him and Zolano listened to it and pretty soon Alfonso Johnson was gone, 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 gone. And Jocko was the man. Now, there is a story before that, but I wanted to start with that so you get a sense of who and what this guy really was. Born in Pennsylvania, actually, and uh, family kind of migrated, like a lot of people, a lot of families did from the north uh, to the south and uh, down into the Fort Lauderdale area, actually. Um, and uh, he grew up there and um, you could say he had a fairly normal uh, childhood. Um, he was a little different, always was a little different. Um, his brother called him Wild Boy, like some little kid in Jungle Book or something, because he never liked to wear a shirt. He was always at the beach with no shirt on. He liked swimming in the ocean. He loved sports. He was an outstanding performer in uh, baseball and uh, basketball and football and um, very, very competitive, um, very, very successful. Somewhere uh, in his early childhood, somewhere around uh, 10, 12 years old, uh, he decided he wanted to play music. So he went out and bought himself an acoustic bass, not an electric, an acoustic bass. And he started playing that. Now, uh, for you bass players out there that play the electric bass, there's something you don't know about acoustic bass. You must take care of it. You must make sure that humidity is right. You must keep it oiled and polished. Because if you don't, here is what will happen. One morning he woke up and his bass had a big crack all the way through it. Oh, yeah, they dry out, they expand, and they go boom. And that's what happens. And a lot of string repair guys make a lot of money off bass players who don't take care of their basses. Jocko went, you know what? I ain't got enough time to take care of this. So he got rid of that bass, sold for what he could get, and he ended up buying a 1962 Fender, bass, electric. Uh, that or similar bass 
eventually became what is known as the base of doom, the base he's known for, because at some point that 62 Fender had all the frets removed and filled in the fingerboard, so it functioned pretty much as a fretless base. Um, Jocko obviously made a lot of progress on that electric bass, and at some point, he is teaching bass uh, at the University of Miami, along with a young guitarist named uh, Pat Metheny, who's also uh, teaching at University of Miami at the same time. And uh, they became friends and uh, ended up uh, recording on each other's albums. Um, before all of that happened, uh, Jocko had made so much progress on the industry base as a teenager that he ended up playing with uh, Wayne Cochran and the CC Riders, which was a pretty popular uh, kind of a pop funk group uh, of uh, that uh, 70s, uh, late 60s era. And uh, that's his first taste of professionalism, and he just kept going and eventually ended up at University of Miami, uh, etc. Um, while doing his stint at University of Miami and um, living in South Florida and playing gigs, everybody uh, from Sam and Dave to you name it, he loved funk. He was a big fan of James Jameson. Uh, you don't find this uh, written down, and for you people who are not really, you know, fans of the bass. Uh, James Jameson is probably the most imitated bass player alive. Most people don't even know it. He was the session bass player at Motown. And all those great bass lines you like from all those great Motown hits of the 60s and 70s and beyond, that's all James Jameson, whose journey also was from acoustic bass to electric bass, which is why James played with just his thumb. But Jocko used everything he had. Um, Jocko pioneered chords on the bass and harmonics and all sorts of uh, pyrotechnics and in the electric years, uh, ring modulators and things like that and her loops and uh, he used whatever tools were at his uh, disposal. Uh, I am lucky enough to have seen him uh, with Rhetoric Report and um, I remember he was just outlandishly dressed. He was dressed like a gigantic F with shoes with the long points and bells on them and a hat that looked like uh, maybe Christmas came early or something with a little ball on the end. And he was running all around the stage, jumping up on speakers and the whole shot. And he would have been a distraction if he was not playing so much bass while doing all that. I mean, it would have been inhuman for anyone else to stand still and play that. And Jocko is literally doing somersets and still, man, just all this incredible bass playing. He's just a monster. That's, that's all uh, it was to it. Um, the weather report was really good for him, uh, except it gave him money and fame and opportunity. And some of that opportunity uh, led to drinking too much and the use of um, mood enhancers. Those mo drugs, okay? Those mood enhancers um, kind of triggered 
some mental things that may have been laying just below the surface, like bipolar disorder and paranoia and all that. And so that stuff exploded during this period. And pretty soon, Jocko didn't like touring, didn't like the tour manager, didn't like Joe Zawano, didn't like the restrictions of the music that they were playing, and soon he was gone. And the next thing he did, he had got a recording contract. After all, he is Jocko Pastorius. He may be a little bit whatever, but he's still Jocko, man. And um, he used that recording opportunity to create his word of mouth big band. And yet another one of our partners, a good friend of mine, uh, Conrad Butch Thomas, was in that band. Yeah, that Butch Thomas. He was in Jocko's Word of Mouth Big Band and did several tours uh, with him. Greatness is right here in St. Pete. You see, I just did Al Viola a few minutes ago and the connection with Goomby and then Jocko and the connection with Butch. And then guess what? Butch used to play in Goomby's band. Yeah. And before Butch played in Goomby's band, so did I. So there's always this very, very small community of jazz musicians, and we're all connected in some way because truth be told, uh, there are but a few of us out here on this planet, and we're just one gigantic family that is connected world over. That's just the way it works for serious musicians. Uh, there are a lot of musicians who are not so serious and they don't find themselves in that connection. But for the people that are serious out there and playing, you know, you got brothers and sisters all over the world, and they're all connected to other brothers and sisters all over the world. Back to Jocko and his word of mouth. Successful project, both musically, but not so much from a financial standpoint. Um, and Jocko's demons um, are starting to take over him. He finds himself uh, back in Florida having a hard time holding on to any kind of a job because despite his enormous talent, um, his, um, his mental issues and his uh, drug dependency, alcoholism, uh, also made him violent. And um, so he instituted uh, many bar fights and him being uh, athletic, uh, you know, gave an advantage in some situations. But um, eventually those things will catch up with you. And uh, he actually um, kind of uh, forced his way into a concert uh, that Santana was doing in South Florida, down in Sunrise, Florida, actually, which is uh, uh, down in Broward County. Uh, and. Um, then there was a kind of an after party at a club and Jocko knew about it and he attempted to get in and um, the bouncer wasn't hearing it. And when Jocko kicked in a glass door or something like that, a fight ensued and Jocko soon discovered um, quite tragically that this bouncer was an expert in martial arts. And after having a right eye destroyed and his face pretty much crushed and 
He had a part for his body damage. He rushed to the hospital and um, lapsed into a coma and died. I remember that incident uh, very well. It was such a tragic way for such an outstanding uh, musician uh, to meet his end, just brutal. And people who saw it said that there's no way to describe how bloody the guy went way past um, what was required to subdue Jocko. Jocko was way past the dude, and the guy just kept on beating him. Uh, the guy was originally charged with second-degree murder, but you know how it goes in America. If you got enough money, you got a good enough lawyer, you can plead down. Got pled down to a manslaughter charge. I think he was given 22 months and five years probation. The truth is, the guy only served four months in jail for killing the only bass player. He has seven bass players that have been inducted into the downbeat Jazz Hall of Fame, seven bass players in the history of this music. Only one of them is an electric bass player, and that one is Jocko. So four months for brutally murdering the great, one-of-a-kind Jocko Pastorius. The good news is, I can't do anything about that situation. The good news is music lives on. We're still playing Bach, Palestrina. We're still, hundreds of years later, and we're still playing Jocko Pastorius. There's not a bass player around who hasn't learned how to play Birdland. And more than that, there's not a bass player around who considers himself a great electric bass player who's not learned to play the great feature that Weatherport did for Jocko called Teen Town. And so Jocko still lives. He lives through the hands, the minds, and the spirit of every single one of us musicians and especially in the minds, hands, heart, and soul of all electric bass players. And he will continue to live because there has only been one Jocko and there will never be another. So let's make sure that when we have these wonderful geniuses come our way, that we take better care of them than we did Jocko. We don't just dismiss them because they have problems or because they have issues or because they are no longer able to entertain us as we want to be entertained. Let's make sure that when they are down, we lift them up so they can continue to create the magic that they were brought here to create and enrich all of us, mind, body, and soul.
John Francis Anthony Pastorius. Jocko. <laughs> Rest in peace and know that right now somebody has an electric bass in his hand struggling to play Teen Town. Thank you very much. <laughs>